Hello, ladies, gentlemen, subscribers, watchers, and fans. Welcome to the SDR Disco Call Show. If this is your first time joining, or if you're a returning subscriber, this show is all about brand new sales development and speaking to cool and amazing and interesting people in the world of tech sales. And I'm your host, Neil Booyat. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you comment, subscribe down below. And if you're listening to this in your local podcast platform, please make sure that you give us a rating and subscribe and share it with anybody that you think that could value from this episode. So with today's episode, this is a guest that I've really wanted to get onto the show, no lie. And I've seen this person on LinkedIn for quite a while. And I just sat there wondering, when are we going to get them on the show? So I prospected them. I reached out. I put out an olive branch and said, hey... Do you want to get down? Guess, could you please introduce yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? Hi, Neil. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. Um, my name is Matthias Schaper. Um, I am from Berlin, Germany, lived in London for the last eight years um, and am a entrepreneur, like an SDR turned entrepreneur. I started as an SDR and then went into founding an SDR community um, as a hobby, which now is a fully fledged business. I love that. Well, Matia, thank you so much for joining on the show today. And there are so many, I feel this is going to be a really cool discussion. And, you know, as our listeners can probably understand, for somebody that helps the SDR community, this is what we're all about, right? Um, and I was wondering, you know, outside of sales, you do have quite a few passions and hobbies. Could you tell us a little bit more about those, Matia? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one of my 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 biggest hobbies and uh, and passions is boxing. Probably at the moment, I don't know if the camera can see, but like I have a little bit of a blue eye, oh, like a black eye at the moment, because I went to sparring yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I started boxing pretty much at the same time that I started being an SDR. I think like maybe two months after. Um, starting my first SDR role, um, mm. just because um, you know how the SDR role goes. There's a lot of projection, a lot of like mental health Dude. mindset stuff that we need to do. Hey, we need nice. to have our boxing gloves every day when we go out into this All way. the time, exactly. Um, and I, I started uh, it as a hobby. And it just helped me like get everything out after like a full day of rejections, right? Mm. Um, and then with uh, almost everything, I took it a little bit further um, and I'm now sort of like an amateur fighter. I have a couple of fights. I just had a fight in London. Um, wow. I'm now licensed for Berlin. And um, yeah, it's really helped me. Like I always say to everyone that I speak to, uh, to about it, I'm like, guys, if you're in sales, get into martial arts because mm. it is going to change your world. <laughs> I freaking love that dude and I think definitely want to pick this apart because there are some synergies that I can hear in terms of you know using fitness and using like like you said martial arts to help with stress and I think that's a, a topic definitely we can dive into and as a gentle reminder for our listeners and watchers with all of our guests we'll always be putting their LinkedIn profiles into the show notes so that you can connect with them pick their brain and if there's anything from today's show that you'd like to discuss further with them please reach out to Matia. And looking at your LinkedIn profile, Matthias, you've got a wealth of experience and you've put out a lot of really cool content that helps out a lot of SDR. So again, uh, listeners and watchers, make sure that you follow Matia on LinkedIn and everything she's doing with the SDRs of Germany. But <clears throat> in terms of experience, so, you know, looking way back in the day at, Ver at Verity, uh, where you've been an SDR, you were then a country manager working alongside your uncle. You worked with one of the coolest vendors that I know and a partner of, Sounds Loft. A podcast host yourself, advisor and brand ambassador, 
advisor with Trainio and obviously being the co-founder of the SDRs of Germany, which is freaking cool. But that's a lot of experience and a lot of miles done. Matthias, in your own words, could you walk us through of how did it all begin from you from being an SDR to where you are today? Please tell us that story. Yeah, of course. Um, I think like like almost 99% of the people that I speak to, I never thought I was going to go into sales, right? And none of us is like, I don't know, five, six-year-old. And we think, oh, sales would be a really cool profession. And especially in Germany, uh, where I grew up, sales is also, um, it doesn't have the best reputation. The mm. reputation for sales in England is much better than it is in Germany. Um mm. So I kind of slid into sales um, when I finished my bachelor. Um, I did I studied international business with Chinese and wanted to go back to China actually and work there. Oh, wow. But I finished my bachelor at 2020 and uh, you know what happened there. Uh, that yeah. was difficult going back yeah, to China yeah. and working there. The and the only, right? and the yeah. only um, jobs that uh, were available were like SDR and BDR jobs. So I was like, okay, let me just see how it goes. Can't be, can't be so hard to just like talk to a couple of people and book some meetings. Mm. Um, and then I started at Verity. I was in London um, working for the Dach market. And uh, after a couple of weeks, I realized, listen, it's not that easy. It's not just talking, <laughs> right? It's yeah, uh, yeah. like it, it, it really requires a lot of skill and like um, intelligence and stuff like that. And it's not just talking to people. Um, and I had a little bit of a hard time actually in the first couple of couple of months. Like um, I was super stressed. Um, I had a lot of pressure. Um, I I didn't know how to deal with it. Right. Like I, I wasn't mm. being myself also as an SDR. So so it was a little bit hard. Um, but then I really got to le love that role. Like um, I think not just like in my career, it helped me a lot, but also like in my personal life, right? Um, mm. I don't know if you've read the book To Sell as Human, but I think no. that's my absolute favorite book because it's so true to sell as human. So if any one of you guys that's listening hasn't read that book yet, read it. Um, like that really sparked my passion afterwards. Um, mm. Yeah. And then um, I, so I was at Verity for a year. Um, I was doing quite well, but at some point I was like, I think, and this is also one of the things that I always tell people, if you really want to elevate your sales game, sell sales tech to salespeople. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was it was like, I when I started at Sales Loft, it, it really elevated my sales game because I was within all these, like, you know, sales loft, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the people that work at sales loft, I think there was like 600 people every time, like they put out an SDR role, 600 people apply and then they choose like the best, which makes sense because, mm. right, their salespeople are like yeah. the door for, for them. So um, I learned so much at sales loft. It was actually mm. crazy, like being a power, power user of sales loft, like, learning all of these things like speaking to sales leaders it's it was the best job i ever had honestly it was amazing so like, if you are really passionate about sales i always say just sell to sales people and work for a sales tech company i love that and you're you're so right because um uh, we we've had a guest on recently like mark akers from my sales <laughs> coach and he was also saying before he went from going at a lego to coming to my sales coach he said to kevin bills I need to be selling to salespeople because mm -hmm. they are my people. That is the world that I love being in. And, you know, I found that myself of when I left my first startup and went to go work for a company called Showpad, mm -hmm. they were selling to salespeople because it was a sales enablement tool, right? 
And that's where you get to enhance. It's like kind of going to sales university. Exactly. Because you get to speak with the greatest professors of sales and marketing and you learn how they do it. But I can definitely relate to that. But there was another point that I wanted to kind of pick upon, if that was all right, mm -hmm. where you was in that first role and the, the word I, I, I heard, which was I wasn't being myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with a lot of people that I meet, we can always kind of have this mask on when we first start a new job. But what did it mean to you, Mithya, like you wasn't being yourself and how did you find yourself? Yeah, I think it was just like, I mean, I was, what, 23 um, and I was selling this um, enterprise marketing analytics software to like head of data decision making, head of marketing, all of these people, right, that mm. had so much more experience and I was so intimidated by it and I was always like, I'm just a little SDR, why are these people, like, why would these people want to speak to me, right? Mm. Like, mm. I was so intimidated, so... What we naturally do, I think, and what I see in a lot of SDRs, we, we try to be super professional and we try mm. to use all of these buzzwords and like use professional language and like be super dry because like we feel like we need to compensate somehow. Mm. And that's what mm. I did. Right. Um, mm. And at some point I was I, I always say this. I, I, I was looking at my emails that I was sending and I was looking at like the way I communicate on WhatsApp to like my friends and my family and stuff. Mm. And I was looking at it and people well, like yeah, the way yeah. the way I talk to prospect is prospect is so different to the way that I'm talking to uh, to my friends which didn't make any sense right because my mm. friends and like people like me because of the way like how I am and how I communicate yeah, yeah. right and like yeah. I'm I'm not professional like I, I made a post the other day like I close deals and I say lol and omg and yolo and all of these things and I tell that's my being prospect, you right that's being authentically right? exactly, you exactly yeah, yeah. um but I wasn't doing that because I was trying to like compensate that missing experience that I had. Um, and uh, then I was just working on that. I was just like, okay, I need to stop being intimidated and stop compensating and just be myself. Like, for mm. example, I hate calling on the phone. Like, even with my friends, I don't like calling on the phone. I like like chatting and uh, sending video messages and sending memes and reels and all of these kind of things. Mm. So I was like, okay, if I do this with these people and if I call them, they are going to kind of know that I don't actually like calling. So mm. I just started communicating with prospects like I do with everyone else, right? So I started sending video messages uh, to people. I started sending voice notes. I started sending memes and all of these things. And it was working so well. Like all of a sudden, I was not struggling to hit my target anymore. Mm. Um, I had so much more fun also because I didn't go into the office thinking, oh, fuck, I need to call, yeah. call all day now. But I was like, nice i get to send memes all day and i said get to record videos all day yeah. so it it, it it was just a win-win situation because all of a sudden i was having more success and i was um and i was having more fun and also my prospects liked it much more um and that was sort of like the big light bulb mo moment that mm. went off in my head and I was, from then on being an sdr was really my passion and was really fucking fun i love that so much and you're you're right because I speak, I've been there, I speak to a lot mm -hmm. of SDRs like over the years and it's this fear of not having the business acumen yeah. or the experience and you know even when they're looking at the LinkedIn profile like dude I've only been an SDR for two or three months how the hell can I be speaking to the C-suite and I'm like I get it, I get it but remember that the person that you're going to speak to is also a normal human being that goes home, watches TV, has TV, sorry dinner with their family, goes to bed, shit, sleep, same as you they're just another person. It's just their job title is different. Exactly. And the, the advice that I gave them, I said, the way that you become 
professional or you enhance your business acumen is by having more conversations with these people and learning how they talk, what's their lingo. But your point of, you know, you recognize how you speak to your friends and then you're looking at the messaging that you're having in work. Like I've still got emails from like 2012 of when I used to send prospecting emails that I can still read. Mm-hmm. But I've also got emails that I had between like, you know, school people, like my son's school or, you know, talking to friends, WhatsApps that I've kept for years. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of me where I'm like, I look at my old messages because I like to keep them as memories. And I'm like, no, what the hell were you doing? You were trying <laughs> to talk like a salesperson to your friend. And I've even seen it in like in dating. Like I'm the, I, my, my thing that I'm shit at is dating, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll look at messages and I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You just speak normally. But you're, the, the other point that I really love about that material, what you said was, yeah, you're having fun. So I think a lot of the time as SDRs, we may feel we have to give this bravado of professionalism to represent the company and the brand. But the best SDRs that I've seen are the people that have their own thing going on. Like it could be, you know, like with Jan Mundorf, when he prospected me, he was using a lighter in his video prospect and mm-hmm. saying, hey, let's let's create a spark together. I was like, I freaking love that, dude. Yeah. You know, like yeah, if you look at Salesloft and Tom Boston, you know, he has his funny memes and his yeah. videos. And I think post-pandemic, there was this rough thing going on in LinkedIn where people were complaining, oh, people are using LinkedIn like Facebook and they don't like it because it's not professional. I was like, get with the times. Yeah. But I was also like, well, people are now being authentically themselves. And my ethos of happy selling is not just closing deals, as you say, but it's enjoying sales, having fun with it. That's why I wanted to call it happy selling, right? So I freaking love that. And people can always tell, right? People can always tell, like, that is something that you can't, that you can't fake, right? Mm, And I think one of the reasons I was so successful at Sales Love was because I was fucking passionate about that product. And that Mm. product made me happy because I knew that I was so much more successful as an SDR using Sales Love than without using Sales Love, right? Mm. So a lot of the times people weren't going on meetings with me because, you know, I laid out the problem and I was giving them value and all of these kind of things. And I was professional. Mm. They went on the product because they were like, here's this SDR that's passionate about this product. I can tell in her voice. I can see in her her face. She can't be faking that. I need to get on a meeting with her. And, you know, that's that's what it's about at the end of the day. Sales is a human to human experience. And Mm. if we are being a fake human or if we're putting a mask on, people are going to notice that. You're right. You're you're 100% right. I think one thing that I really strive to do is whatever videos you see of me on LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok, it's the same Neil off camera. And some people have said to me when they've met me face to face, they're like, you're actually like the persona you put on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to be anything else, you know. That's the biggest compliment, though. That's the biggest compliment for you. Like when people tell me that, I'm like... I am doing something right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you know, like to your point, like being at Sales Loft and when I was at Showpad, mm-hmm. um, we would be meeting other sales professionals. And I can remember like walking into banks mm-hmm. or walking into, you know, like Daisy Group, big enterprise sort of companies. And both being an SDR or when it even was in customer success, I'd meet these people in these suits and ties and very corporate and everything like that. Neil would come in, you know, business professional, has how do I put it? Semi-casual, but semi-professional at the same mm-hmm. time. And I would be in the meetings and I'd, 
maybe swear. And I said, hey, who fucking hates it when the prospect doesn't reply to your email? And I said, isn't it a freaking bummer? Like when <laughs> you send out a proposal, but you don't know which page they're looking at. Imagine if you had x-ray vision. And using your own sort of terminology, at the end of these sort of engagements, Mintia, a lot of these heads of sales would say, I wish my sales reps were like you. It's kind of like a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if you use the technology and you have coaching with us, we can definitely do this together. Um, but I'd like to know, like, as you were doing sales loft and working for Dach, as you mentioned, sales in Germany was a completely different sort of concept as to the way that you saw it across like London and UK. What was it like selling sales loft to the Dach market? It was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> especially because I was the only German speaking uh, salesperson at sales love, right? So mm. there was just me as an SDR. Um, I didn't have a German AE. I didn't have German marketing material, nothing, right? Like I was just out there by myself. Um, and that was a little bit difficult because anyone that's ever sold to the German market, um, it's a, it's a very difficult market, right? Um, and, uh, that's sort of also, I like, I mean, first I started posting on LinkedIn then, cause I, I mean, I, my, my colleagues and my team were like Charlotte Johnson and Tom Boston and all of these amazing people. Mm. And they were all doing really well on, 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 on LinkedIn. So I also like with starting in sales loft, I started posting on LinkedIn and here again, kind of coming back to the point of being yourself this was like what two and a half three years ago almost um where linkedin was still a little bit of a different place and every time Mm. i would log into linkedin as a new sdr i would just see all of these posts like oh my god just closed a six million dollar deal and everything was super professional and only hype right it was always Mm. about good things um and I remember being a new SDR that I was super intimidated by that also because I wasn't closing six million deals all the time and I mm. didn't have a reply rate of like 56%. Um, and I remember I was just first, I was just posting like everyone else was posting and I didn't get much engagement. And then at some point when I realized, okay, maybe let me also just be myself and talk authentically on LinkedIn. Only then my posts went went, went, went viral and yeah. only then I got a lot of followers. Like my first mm. post that went viral was a post that I was actually very scared to post because mm. it was a post where I was talking about how I was doing so many cold calls and then someone on the phone told me to literally fuck off. And that was my mm. post. And I was just saying, listen, this happens sometimes and I feel really shit about it. And mm. I think that post had like six, 7,000 likes and so many people all of a sudden Jesus. were commenting like, oh my God, this is happening to me too. And it was the first time where on LinkedIn I saw that mm. people were actually having the same struggles that, that I was having, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, from then on, I, I really started working on my personal brand and like I, I always really try to be authentic and, and talk about the bad things as much as I talk about the good things right mm. on LinkedIn. And I think I use that a lot also in in selling uh, to Germany, Um, me being like a thought leader and posting on LinkedIn and getting exposure and stuff like that. Um, And then at some point I was like, listen, um, I think the dark market is a really hard market. Um, I don't know everything about the dark market. I try to learn everything, but you know, um, mm. this, that, that's not even possible. And I started a community um, for two reasons, because mm. a selfish reason, because I wanted a community and I wanted new SDR friends. Yeah. And the second reason was kind of for SalesLoft, because it was my lead generation for SalesLoft. Uh, I was like, okay, SalesLoft, you're not doing anything in the dark market. You're not helping me with marketing. So let me do my own marketing. So I opened this community. I put SalesLoft everywhere. I was mm. like, guys, SalesLoft is a really good software. And that way I generated a lot of 
of inbounds for myself. Um, and I always say to people, especially when you're like in a company that, I don't know, doesn't support you very well, doesn't train you, doesn't do much marketing in your market or whatever, never revert to complaining and saying, oh, I can't do this now, or I can't do my job, or you're making it so difficult, like find a solution for yourself and you're going to grow with it, right? Um, and for me, that solution was building a community and doing my own marketing and generating my own inbounds. Um, and at some point I was like, sorry, sales love, now this has gotten so big that I now need to leave you guys, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. I love that. There, there's so many parts that I'd love to unpick upon that is... I think it started with that bravery of you, like you said, posting on LinkedIn on something that really happened to you. And, you know, somebody telling you to fuck off on a call, you're right, it happens a hell of a lot. It's a punch. Yeah. You get right. <clears throat> and also having that intimidation of being in that period where everybody's talking about success and six-figure deals and et cetera, et cetera. I think over the years that's kind of worn off of me because mm -hmm. my early days of being an SDR, uh, RAEs were closing million dollar deals. It was just a normal thing. So, but I can understand that when somebody new to the industry drops in and all you're seeing basically on your, it's your news feed. That's what LinkedIn is for a lot of mm -hmm. us, right? The headlines can give you this sad thing of trying to compare yourself against these things. Exactly. And, you know, and then it could bring you down, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Why, why am I not doing that? And you know, mm -hmm. being a company founder with my own biz, I've done that, but I've really learned to stay in my lane in the sense of don't compare myself to anybody because they haven't been through what I've been through um, and they're not doing what I do and nobody does anything better than what I do the way that I do it, right? But that's like years to figure that and shit out. And it's social media. It's always like, it's it's just like Instagram, right? Yeah. Like it's just highlight reels of people's life and it's so easy for our brain to be like, oh, it seems like they are having such a good time and mm. not you know, really reflecting that they're probably also having problems. Like none of us is perfect, right? And that's what I try with my content. I'm like, sometimes I, I talk about, you know, how I cried or how I lost a deal or how, how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur in, in like a very male dominated space as a female and all of these things, because I think it's really important that we also shine a light on these kind of things. And, and as an entrepreneur you sell yourself, you know what it's like, like, hmm. you know, yes, we are running a business and it's, it's not going bad and it's, you know, we're having success, but there's also a lot of times where we were struggling. Let's not lie about that. 100%. And I think, you know, I've also come to this sort of realization where, you know, on LinkedIn is either the really good stuff that's mm -hmm. happening in your life, but then there is the extreme of the really dire shit that's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's been doing the rounds on LinkedIn, this whole Gmail, you know, the, the limit and et cetera like yeah. that. And everybody went fucking nuts about it. And then everybody's now saying, oh, it's only for personal GMO addresses. That's where the block is. And I, was like, <laughs> and I look at it and I was like, but what I'm more interested in is the mediocre stuff in the middle. Yeah. You know, when I see posts of just somebody saying, hey, do you know what? Trying this new sequence out or, you know, I learned this on a discovery call. It doesn't have to be like fucking spectacular, amazing million dollar sort of thing. It can just be just the general stuff. That's the stuff I'm more interested in, right? Yeah. And then posting and authentically being yourself and talking about your day-to-day. -day. Um, I had this experience yesterday where I didn't have many coaching sessions in my day. I literally had one, <clears throat> and that one was a no-show as well. Uh -oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was doom-scrolling on Instagram, and I saw a post by Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, mm -hmm. and he was talking about um, 
you know, you should go on TikTok live, right? He said more people should be using social media, but lives to creating mm-hmm. content, but the way that streamers use Twitch and then slice up the content. And because I had no beatings, I was just like, yeah, I want to do this. So I reached for my phone, go into try and TikTok and I can't find the live button. And I realized mm-hmm. you need to have a thousand followers oh. in order to go live. But then I sat there and I was just like, oh man, that's pissed me off. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. I watched the video of Gary on Instagram. Why don't I just do an Instagram live? Because I've mm-hmm. got an Instagram business page, right? So I did the live and I literally just put it up here. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to talk for 15 minutes and see what happens. And what I ended up doing, Matia, was <clears throat> I was talking about the DMs that I got that week in my LinkedIn inbox from mm-hmm. lots of different people. Um, and the fact that I don't really have the chance to always reply to my DMs. So for 15, 20 minutes, I'm on Instagram Live and I'm talking about the DMs, but I'm also talking about the history behind the people that I'm talking to in those DMs. And, uh, you know, a lead came through that said closed loss two months ago, but now it's come back in and they've signed up. Somebody asking me, do I know any SDRs that work in engineering? Blah, 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 blah. And then I finished the live and I was like, oh, that was cool. Only two people joined, right, on Instagram. But then I sat there and I was like, okay, that was cool. That was fun. That was new. Then I was like, oh. <laughs> could I maybe download the reel, slice it up, and then put it on TikTok? Mm-hmm. So then I spent two or three hours splicing, doing all of that. And then I created a how-to video of how I did all of those things. <laughs> and then I posted it last night. And I sat there and I was like, that was fun. But the point that I'm getting here is on LinkedIn on news and posting about your day-to-day, it doesn't just have to be sales. No. Right? Exactly. So I think, and I see this with you, and I want to come to the boxing in a moment, is I think sometimes we're so stressed as SDRs because we have to talk about sales or sales content or prospecting and stuff like that. I love seeing people bringing in stuff about their boxing or their music or mental health or, you know, a holiday that they've been to, or if I work for deal and I'm working in a global different, like I love that shit because it's a different side to, to sales. Right. And I think I've got a scheduled post coming out in a couple of days where I'm talking about 2024 will be the year of SDRs where they will be the main influencers and content creators on sales content alone, right? I genuinely believe that. Um, and I hope that prediction comes into fruition. But I'm seeing it with people such as yourself and like with Tom and like everyone. But I would like to ask your point of view. If you have an SDR who's maybe listening or watching this today, where they're really scared to post, they've got this imposter syndrome come kicking in, they want to be professional in front of everyone in their audience, and they're just on the cusp of clicking that post button, Matia, about their personal interests, what would you say to them? I would say just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> no, but um, it, 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 it sounds so cliche, right? But um, that's that's what I see with everyone. Like Everyone is so like worried about things um what people are going to think how people are going to judge them they're probably mostly afraid of them judging themselves to be fair Mm. but um i think it's always about just doing things it's not about how well you do them most of the things that i've done in my career are not like perfect like everything i do with sds of germany isn't perfect everything you know i do in my prospecting isn't perfect but I just do it. And I trained my brain into this mindset shift of rather thinking about, is this good enough? Is this perfect? Is, you know, all of these questions, I don't ask myself them anymore. I just Mm. do it. And that's 
that's really, 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 really helped me. And I think um, with the regards on, on posting on LinkedIn, it's intimidating. It's it's going out of your comfort zone 100%. But as soon as you realize that um, this is really going to help you, like everything, I mean, you, you, you said you've done so much in your career. I mean, my career has been, what, two and a half years or something. Mm-hmm. And everything that I've achieved has just been because one day I was like, fuck it, let me post on LinkedIn, <laughs> right? Mm. Let me just do this. Like every every investment, every advisor role, me founding my own company, becoming an entrepreneur, all of this has just been because one day I was like, fuck it, let me post on LinkedIn. And because mm. now I have had this really big network of people helping me and people following me and people, you know, like it's a really big thing. And mm. if... If, if you're struggling with posting and if you can't get yourself through to do it, just think about all of these people that have built their careers on this. Like there's mm. so much potential. And if you don't use that potential, you're going to regret it at some point. Like, yeah. you know, um, and I think I, I've always been super, I've always been super relaxed with my content on LinkedIn. Like I don't post much. I post two posts a week. Like I don't post every week. I, mm. I use my LinkedIn as my personal diary. Like I don't put the pressure Ooh, i like I, that LinkedIn yeah i don't put the pressure diary. on myself to to release expert content like i literally sit down in the morning brushing my teeth and i'm thinking about okay what's happened this week what you know did i win a deal did i lose a deal did i learn something and then i just write it down right like mm. instead of i think a lot of the things where we judge ourselves and where we're afraid of posting is because a lot of the times we also judge other people on what they post right mm. so like i would just kind of rid myself of all the judgment about of all the is this good enough is this perfect is it not and just fucking do it this has been a long monologue now and no, keep going dude i love it i love it just yeah. do it like you're yeah. gonna regret it if you don't um right 100 percent. i think i've always been in that mindset of i would hate to be 10 years from now and think what if i did that thing that i was exactly. too scared to do I, I can't live on regrets right Exactly. And there's a saying that, you know, influential or, you know, famous people, um, they don't know when they're making history because to them it's just another day. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. So like an analogy I heard the other day, like I said, when Martin Luther King was doing I Have a Dream, he just thought that was just a normal speech, keynote, doing his thing that day. Obviously, he was doing stuff for civil rights. But he was not to know that years to come, that was something that would inspire millions of people even to this day. So I and, and sometimes like when I'm in startups and I'm working with SDRs or I'm seeing stuff like that, I now look at them and think like, wow, we're making history, but we don't even know it. Yeah. And like oh, this week I've seen, you know, three or four SDRs that I've been working with being promoted and I see the LinkedIn posts and I'm like, um, I congratulate them. They give me a thank you, but I'm just like, I'm really grateful to be part of your history. That little piece of cog that one day when you say, hey, when I, when that younger SDR asks them, how did you get to where you were? Oh, uh, you know, I was just doing my thing and, you know, I got promoted. That's typically how it goes, right? Because I think I also had this uh, incident this week where I had a lovely SDR who's gained their promotion, but they're going for another role internally at their company where they want to become an SDR trainer and coach internally. And that made my heart sing. But the guy was asking me, uh, what advice would you give? And I was like, uh, he said, how did you do it? And I was like, uh, I just tried to figure out shit as I went along. Um, But it transpired into a beautiful conversation. But that's to your point. Sometimes you don't know what you're really doing is doing big things, but you just have to do it. 
Yeah. So it's not a long monologue. It's inspirational information <laughs> for us. So thank Good. you. So Good. there are two topics that I want to kind of make sure that we cover. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, the boxing. Mm-hmm. And the other one is I want to talk more about STLs of Gemini as to what you guys and girls are doing, how it's come all about and everything like that. Where do you want to start, Matthias? Should we go boxing first or should we go with a right hook with SDLs of Germany? Mm, let's start with boxing. Why don't we? Okay. So for context, ladies and gents, um, one thing I've noted uh, with Matthias is when I started seeing posts of her in a ring and going for fights, it got me fired up because every now and then I do some boxer size at my gym. That's why I've got the gloves. And I was like, ooh, I was like, I would not want to get a right hook or a jab from this lady. <laughs> so tell us, how did you get into the boxing? How does it benefit you, like, within your role and what you're doing in life? And are there any things, learnings that you have where it's helped you to improve in what you're doing today, day-to-day life? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I got into it because there was a gym 20 seconds, uh, like a boxing gym 20 seconds from uh, my place in in East London where I moved to. And uh, at one point I was just like, you know what, let me go in there and see what's happening because it looked kind of cool, right? Um, And then after the first session, um, and I remember actually, this was like, I think my, 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 second month or something at uh, my first SDR job and I had a really really bad day um, and I was really annoyed at everything um, because I hadn't figured it out just quite yet Um, Mm. and uh, then my SDR manager was also a bit like yeah and I was really (laughs) frustrated that day and I went into that gym and um, we were doing bag work and stuff and I was just (laughs) imagining that bag (laughs) to be so many things my prospects my manager and I just let it all let out, it out right yeah. yeah and that was so i think that that that's that's the first part uh, that really helped me in boxing just like letting stuff out um and um really ridding yourself of any like negative feelings and uh after a session just being because you know boxing is fucking hard like mm. it's it's a fucking hard yeah, holding sport. like uh, I, I don't think people and some people and I, I didn't understand like when i was sparring holding your arm up for two minutes and jabbing and blocking two minutes it doesn't sound much it's yeah. not that long but it feels excruciatingly hard yeah and you have to condition yourself to constantly just keep going back yeah, do yeah. It. So, sorry continue continue no 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 100 um it is it is a really hard sport um and then i think the second component that um that uh really uh changed my way also looking at boxing was that just like sales boxing is a sport where some people are like oh yeah you just punch each other in the face like in sales <laughs> where people are like yeah sales is just fucking talking uh shit at each other yeah, and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. when really <laughs> once you get into it once you get into sales and once you get into boxing you realize it's not just that there's a yeah. lot of strategy behind that there's a lot of mm. discipline behind that there's a lot of mental health um stuff behind that and mindset stuff mm. behind that and that's where i was really like i i really want to get to know the sport more because it's not just punching it's it's so much more than that, right? Um, and as as I got into like, uh, I remember, I think it was like almost a year after I had started boxing and it was also more of a boxer size thing. My coach was yeah. like, I'm going to get you in the ring. And I was like, fuck no, I'm not getting in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Absolutely not, Ryan. Um, and he was like, no, you're going to do it. And I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm going to do it. I feel super uncomfortable. I was so scared. But um, I knew that I had sort of like three months to prepare within fight camp and that it would take me a lot of discipline. I was training like 20 hours um, a week and so on. Um, 
And again, <clears throat> I often do these things, not just in boxing, also like I signed up for a marathon, I like cycle 270 kilometers uh, in a day the other, wow. the other month. I always do these kind of things because it just helps my brain. Like I'm giving my brain evidence that I can achieve whatever I'm putting my mind to. And that's mm. the same thing in sales, right? Like if I want to book 69 meetings in a month, I can do that if I put my mind to it, right? Yeah, yeah, like I just yeah. need to find a good strategy to do it. Um, so I always say to people like, give yourself some challenges that put yourself out of your comfort zone that seem mm. far away to, to, to get there. But if you do get there then, and if you put the work and you're giving your brain evidence that you can achieve these things, and the next time you get into mm. a situation like that, your brain is going to be like, wait a minute, we've had this before and yeah. we didn't think we were going to get it, but we did. So this is, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing so many things where people, some people are like, are you, are you crazy, Mattia? Why, why are you doing mm. this to yourself? And I'm always like, giving my brain evidence that I can do it. Um, yeah. I'm not giving my brain evidence that I can do it. That's yeah. like building core memory. I freaking love that. Core dude. memory, love it, exactly, love yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because then, like, in all of these situations, your brain is going to remember that, right? Mm. Um, and after the first boxing fight, I mean, listen, Neil, I was shitting my pants walking up <laughs> to that ring, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, there was 400 people watching me. Um, I had only had a year of boxing experience. And... It wasn't the best fight. My my form wasn't great. Like, absolutely not. But I did it. And that's mm. w what counts in the end, right? And then after that first fight, I was like, okay, now I am fucking into it. Like, let's get the second fight on. And now I want Urgh. to be better, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing sport. Um, if you haven't tried it, go try it. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love it. And, you know, there, there's a lot that I can relate to, not just a mindset, but the, a physical sport, mm -hmm. putting yourself out of comfort. And I really love that, giving my brain evidence that I can do that shit. So I'm somebody that goes to the gym each morning mm -hmm. and I also attend like a hit class three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people say to me like, dude, you're forever like either in the gym or doing this, but then you're doing your own business and then a podcast, how the fuck do you find all this time? I'm like, I don't find the time, I make the time. Yeah, but um, a lot of people sometimes saying, like, "Oh, is it because you want to be fit? You want to look good? You want your, you know, your body? You're looking really great." And I said, "That's maybe part of it. Yeah, like, that's a bonus. Yeah, but the reason that I do it is a because I enjoy it. B because I can let out the stress either of the day or get myself hyped up. But it's a mindset thing because you know when I, every morning I wake up, Mitty, I have a million thoughts." that go through my head, right? I could do this, oh, have I done that? No, 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 no. When I go to that gym, it gives me a, a moment where I can just plug in my music and I can just focus on the weights or hitting that bag. And it's just focus. And it gives me an element of clarity. But then it produces the endorphins within my brain to make me feel good. And if I feel good in mind, then that will translate into my body how I hold myself. And then how I hold myself will then relate to how I speak and how I meet people. <laughs> and equally, you know, when you're going through, like, I don't know, if I'm in the hit class and he's really doing, like, press-ups or jump squats or anything like that, I'll think to myself, I fucking hate you, dude, but okay, let's do this, let's do this, come, we can do this. And I'll say, no, stop being a, like a dick. Come on, like, just go with it. Dude. You can do this. And it's not the because I want to look good, it's because I want to feel good. 
and the evidence of brain of that you can do these things again and, and discipline right you yeah. again you, you were giving your brain like your brain evidence that you were disciplined to do these things and yeah. people ask me the same thing that they ask you right like how can you do so much sport next to um you know being uh, being on linkedin and, and and being an entrepreneur and i'm always mm. like i can only do all of these things because, because i'm doing yeah, yeah. Yeah. right yeah, like, yeah. if i don't i literally go crazy because then i just what we all work in tech and we just sit in front of our laptops all fucking day like yeah. i'm i'm gonna go crazy even like i was sick the other day or the other week and i couldn't go to the uh, to training for like four days i was going crazy yeah. i was absolutely yeah. going crazy because all this pressure and all this like sitting in front of the laptop was just building up the entire time and i was just miserable right uh, my co-founder was like listen Matteo, you need to go to trade because you are unbearable <laughs> right now yeah you're, you're right <laughs> And I think, but, you know, with all of these things, I've also had to learn balance. Mm -hmm. So this time last year, I injured my lower back, meaning I couldn't do squats or, you know, certain things. And it really pissed me off because I felt like an old man seized up. So learning about active recovery and knowing mm -hmm. the need to rest and let my body do. And so I could just go for a walk. Yeah. But then doing meditation and breath work to kind of say, do you know what, Neil? You don't have to go to the gym today. Yeah, but just make sure you eat good. Yeah, and you know, drink um, and don't eat any shit. Yeah, you know, those those are things I had to kind of tell myself because you do mm -hmm. get that anxiety of not working out, etc. But another point, which you know, I'm going to go through something very similar soon, um, because as we all know, uh, with the AR artist circus in Berlin, ah, it's true. To this to is meet. where I'm going to see you. No, yeah, exactly. We're going to be able to meet and we're going to be able to touch gloves. Yes. Um, <laughs> but to your point, where you said. You're shitting your pants about going into a ring in front of all of these people having to perform on a sport. So one of my life goals that I said six years ago was I want to be the Jay Shetty for SDRs, right? Mm -hmm. I loved how Jay was a monk in the mountains and then he was doing corporate uh, keynote speeches and stuff. I said, I want to do that mm -hmm. for sales development, right? So when, you know, Dominic Klimberg asked, hey, do you want to come out to Berlin, talk? I was like... Oh shit, this is that Jay shit. It's happening. It's fucking okay. happening. So yeah, I am shitting my pants, admittedly, going onto a stage next year to talk in front of, in Berlin, in front of a massive audience of Dach uh, and being this guy from South London talking about how he loves fucking sales and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's going to be scary, but I'm, I'm now- I'm going to be in the audience cheering you on. Thank you very much, Mithya. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know, I'm trying to get myself ready by sparring. And what I mean by that is- um, so a few weeks back, we went out to Dublin with my sales coach, where I had to meet lots of salespeople and we're doing free coaching on a coach. Mm -hmm. uh, most recently, uh, a company where I've been coaching their manager and team have asked me to go back out to Ireland to speak on an SDR day in front of all their sales leadership. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. I get to get on a plane. Yeah, yeah I get to get leave home. <laughs> but I'm also like, this is a shit you need to start doing now to get yourself ready for Berlin because... Again, I don't know how big the room's going to be or how many people, but I'm just envisioning myself of being this Jay Shetty on a stage. And I'm scared. <laughs> but doing these things make you feel alive. You know, pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. And I've also realized, Matia, that the more you start doing these things and coming out of your comfort zone, then you start attracting more of these things into your life. You then meet more people. And that's why I fucking love sales, because I don't really know another role where you get to do all of this cool shit as much as what we're doing. I know. Um. 
And talking about, you know, a community out in Germany, I think this is a nice way to segue into... Ooh, smooth. I know. <laughs> see, see how I did that? Uh, into the SDRs of Germany. So again, subscribers, watchers, and listeners, I'll be putting a link in to the SDRs of Germany's page, their website, so you can find out more information about them. But as you put in, and I'm going to try and say this, the Numa 1 sales development platform in DACH. Did I get that kind of right? Yes, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> Wunderbar. So, Mattia, tell us all about SDRs of Germany. Who are you guys? What do you do? And if I was a German sales rep, why should I consider becoming part of the community? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Honestly, we are um, we are a lot of things. It's very difficult to like put it together into one pitch. People are always like, it's your company. How can you not pitch it in a sentence? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. You know, there's a lot of things yeah. that we do. I think the 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 overall theme um, and what has always been my motto and my like mission in sales is competition, uh, collaboration over competition. Um, mm. I remember when I started. It was a lot about competing against each other, who's booking more meetings, like safe, uh, safekeeping informations and strategies and all of these things. And I was always like, listen, so stupid. Like, I am really good at LinkedIn, but I'm not good at cold calling. Like, let me, mm. you know, talk to someone that's really good at cold calling and let me teach him how to be good at LinkedIn. So um, that, that was sort of like the spark and like um, the, the, the overall theme of SDS of Germany as a community, because again, like, software sales and like SDRs and AEs, all of that is much more mature in the UK um, and in the US than it is in Germany. Um, And there wasn't much information in how to sell to DACH and like all of these things. So instead of, again, I was finding myself in this position where I was for a couple of weeks, I was complaining a little bit. I was like, why is there SDRs up London? Why is there Ref Genius? Why is there mm, mm, sales yeah, and all of these yeah, things? Yeah, 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 and there's yeah, yeah. nothing for me where I can like, you know, learn and grow and all of these things. And at some point I was like, listen, Mattia, bitch, talk about. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. go for it, dude. Come on. No holes barred, dude. We're, we're allowed explicit content. That's cool. Go for it, man. This is a real authentic material. So come on, let's, let's do this. Come on. I um, Yeah, so I was I was just thinking to myself, I was like, practice what you fucking preach like mm. you always talk about how people should come up with solutions to problems and stop complaining because there's not one thing that i hate more than people just complaining about stuff all the time yes um and then i was like okay stop complaining just do something about it and then the sds of germany was born and it sort of developed from that um I invited my entire network. I was working with um, with all of these people, asking them, "Hey, w- w- what do you fancy? Like, what should we do?" And there was mm. because this, this was like very new to the German or to to the Dach region. So many people participated, and like I would be lying, like, yes, obviously I started it, and like I'm managing it, all of these things, but it's only what it is today because there's so many people participating like Mm. i have we have like 44 ambassadors that do events and that do content and that that make things happen we have so many people that are contributing to the community and um, all of these people were made us able to like we build our own um, software we build our own community software we build Mm. our own masterclass academy where we train and like where we show people how to do um, sales and DAC. and again they're like so many people were coming to me and telling me, oh, can you do like an online course? Can you coach us? All of these things. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. But there's only certain things that I know. And like, I think a lot of sales trainers are then compensating the other the other things, right? And mm. 
Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not yeah, the expert yeah. in everything. Again, community spirit. And instead of me just doing an online course, and instead of me just filming content, we were like, okay, let's all film content together. So mm-hmm. into the studio, we invited like 35 um, experts and influencers from LinkedIn. We were like, give us your expertise. Like, this is not a one woman or a two woman show. This is a community. And I think that's why Stairs of Germany has worked so well, because in everything that we are doing, we're not doing it alone. We're always doing it with the community. Every product that we bring out, like now we are, we're bringing out a job board um, that's honest and transparent. And again, mm. it's not just me sitting there like, okay, I want to do this now. It's me being like, community, what do you want? What, what information do we want on that job board? What content do we want on that mm. job board? Um, and that's really great. And I, I, I always say building in public and building a community is so cool because you don't do it alone. You don't just have your own brain. You have a hundred brains there mm. doing things with you and getting shit done, right? Yeah. Like I would have never been able to build this by myself in these two years. I've only been able to do it because there's so many people involved in it. And it's crazy how many people are involved in it. Like if you are in, if you are in Germany, like almost everyone that I know talks mm. about SDS of Germany. Like there's That's so many awesome, people man. on my LinkedIn feed that are talking about it because it's a feeling of community and it's not a, ah, Matthias Schapa is doing this. It's like, we are doing this, right? Mm. Um, and that's honestly something I'm really proud of. And you, so you should be like, my dude, like that is awesome. Coming from a place of frustration that you don't have that thing. And mm. I really respect people that are able to take an idea out of their brain and bring it into fruition and reality, right? Because similar with this podcast, I was pissed off with a lot of sales podcasts because they're always from, you know, successful, great sales leaders Mm -hmm. that have done this for 10 years. They're vets in the game. They've achieved. I said, I don't give a shit about that. Mm -hmm. Most of the people I'm speaking to want to hear a podcast from the new person that's never done this before. And what does it really fucking feel like? Yes. And it was a point of frustration because I couldn't find anything. So I thought I'll do it. Yeah. And similar to, you know, with happy selling, the reason I started my sales training company, because every other sales trainer I met always focused on the AEs. Yeah. They always focused on the leadership. And I was like, well, where's the SDR bit? Yeah. Oh, well, you can do up until... And I was like, nah, man, fuck yeah. that. I need to do something because I know that these SDRs are going to be the future leaders of sales and they're going to be and my what? future customers. So help them now, right? And coming back to the point we made earlier of just doing it, when you started it, was it as good as it is now? No. Probably not. <clears throat> no. You know, was SDS of Germany cool? Like, I look back at what the, the marketing stuff and, and, and things we did back then, I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck do we do there? Yeah. Right? I don't know how, how you feel looking back at your very first episode um, of that you recorded, right? And again, this proves the point. It's not about starting perfect or um, getting it 100% right in the beginning. It's just about fucking doing it. And then you evolve and then you make it better and better and better and better. But I think this is the mindset shift that needs to happen with um, with SDRs, with entrepreneurs, with, with all of us probably in life, right? Mm. Like, stop thinking about how you can make it so great in the beginning because that's not, that's, that's 100% the reason why most people don't achieve anything because they don't Mm. even start right like just starting it and just getting things off the ground instead of complaining and postponing and procrastinating because you don't think it's good enough yet stop that just do it exactly i love that and you're so right and it's really funny because uh, i just want to quickly share my screen i put out a linkedin post um, yesterday 
And the main thing was I was on my, again, when I had a lot of free time yesterday, I was on Facebook and I came across a post from one of my favorite music producers. So this guy's Mm -hmm. created like big hits in the UK. And he's talking about when he was 14 or 15, he was at his mum's house and he had a (laughs) mining board and that was his setup and how he did it. And it made me smile because I then found on my Instagram, this was the early days of happy selling. It was an ironing board, whiteboard. And I didn't have all the, I couldn't afford the equipment back then. And I was giving SDR classes and obviously being on the camera, the students didn't know what was behind the laptop. They didn't know how my, they didn't know I was using a fucking iron to put it up. But that was like years ago. And now I have like a proper studio and, and, and all of that. I'm like, I'm happy. But you know, you just have to start. You don't have to be perfect, but if you don't start, then that shit will never happen, right? Exactly. And I love and that I- you show that on, on LinkedIn because I think that's what we need more of because now obviously people follow you and they see, you know, that studio and they're like, oh my God, I need to be like this when I start. Yeah. But you don't because you didn't no. start like that. But people no. forget that, right? That, yeah. that that wasn't always the case. Like SDS of Germany wasn't always like this. Happy Selling wasn't always like this. We started exactly. somewhere else. And it's I think... Probably you and me or like pe- people like us that, that do something like this, we are probably, we, we need to share more of those beginning experiences. So I'm mm. really glad to see that, you know, that you posted that because that's yeah. what we need. So people actually realize that that's where you started. It's not yeah. that it's always been like this. 100%. And I think to your point, because there's a lot of STLs that I do meet that come into my coaching course that oh, I've seen such and such influencer post this or here's this new sequence they're talking about or how did this person achieve that? And I'm like, dude, if they, they just started from something. And that's kind of why it brought me back to that thing of when I spoke to this guy this week who said he wants to be a coach and a trainer, how, I couldn't explain it in a concise, solid mm-hmm. way. I couldn't say there was this perfect plan. It was just like, bro, it was <laughs> it was everywhere. And, <laughs> you know, but it's over the year, but I kept consistent with it. I kept doing it and I didn't give up on it. And I think that's kind of like part of the process as well, right? So I think definitely we're going to have to bring you back on the show because there are so many other things that I would love to talk about, but I'd like to tease the audience a little bit here. But as a reminder, Matthias' profile and links to SDRs of Germany, their masterclasses, everything they're doing will be within the show notes. Please make sure you connect uh, and then follow through. But Matthias, it's been absolute great, awesome to have you on this show and it's been great sparring with you um but if you were to talk to a young Matia all those years ago and she's just about to start on this journey that you've done what's the three bits of advice you'd love to give back to that young Matia I would tell myself to not be so hard on myself um when it doesn't work out when you know you don't start uh as an SDR and you hit quota the second day um I was being super hard on myself back then um I would tell myself to just be more patient and be more kind to myself um and I would tell myself to invest into myself like doing things like posting on LinkedIn like not just doing um things for my company but also doing things for me that's helped me greatly um and then just being yourself and i know that's that's people always are like but yeah but what does this actually mean being yourself and i think that, <laughs> that's something else for everyone yeah. right and yeah. uh, and i can't tell you what that means for you but i need to tell you that you need to think about that and you need to reflect on that um mm. instead of just saying oh someone's just saying that i don't know what that means um mm. so uh, yeah i think be patient um, be kind to yourself, be yourself and invest into yourself and into your education. Like the reason why, like I I also had the confidence to post about sales and stuff like that on LinkedIn was because I invested a lot of 
my time and to myself listening mm. to every single podcast, like reading mm. all of these books, following every YouTube channel about sales, like investing into yourself and into your own confidence is always going to pay off. I normally say I love it, but I've, because I've listened to a few podcast episodes and I'm not going to say that today, but <laughs> I'm going to say that is absolutely fucking amazing is what I wanted to <laughs> say today. Mathieu. Thank you so much for sharing that, man. I, I really like that. And are there any shout outs or kudos that you'd like to give on today's show? Um, yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of great people. Um, I think one of the best sales leaders that I've worked for, um, is Ollie Sharp, um, at Salesloft. He is the man. Um, he and I've learned so much, uh, from him. Um, and I think I would probably give that shout out to him. And I, I think he's it. hiring at Abercom where he's working at the moment. So he I think there's a chance that you you could work for him too. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. So um, send him a DM, tell him, uh, Matthias sent you. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you know what? I'm actually going to put Oli. Do you know what? I need to get Oli on this show. You so. should. You yeah, should. Yeah, 100%. So I'm going to put Oli's profile in this and I'll work on some prospecting and see if I can get the dude on. <laughs> I've met so many people like Ellie. Um, yourself yeah. that have really spoken highly of Ollie, so yeah. I definitely want to get him on board. But a massive thank you to our listeners, watchers, subscribers, and fans of the SDR Disco Call Show for joining on this momentous chapter with Mattia today. Um, please make sure that if you're watching this on our YouTube channel that you like, comment, and subscribe down below. And if you're listening to this in your local podcast platform, make sure that you give us a rating and subscribe, and also share it with anybody that you feel could benefit from listening to Matia's story today. And we're definitely going to get her back on in the future. But Matia, to you and your crew, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I wish you an awesome weekend. Uh, I'll see you in the ring in Berlin next year. Uh, and most importantly, happy selling, Matia. It was a pleasure, Neil. Thank you very much. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR Disco Call, one word, at bcast, which is B-C-A-S-T dot email, and you'll be added to our mailing list. We're also on the lookout for new guests, so if you work in the world of sales development as an SDR, BDR, MDR or ADR and feel that you have an important message or story to share, feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io and we'd love to have you on board.